0: And welcome to a bonus episode of Wise About Texas, the Texas History Podcast. In our last episode, we discussed the big heavyweight championship fight between Bob Fitzsimmons and Peter Maher that occurred in 1896. This was the biggest sporting event of its time, and it was held on a sandbar in the Rio Grande River to avoid the anti boxing laws of Texas and the surrounding states. In that episode, I told the story of a legendary Old West gunfighter and lawman. Bat Masterson, having turned into a sports writer. He made the mistake of facing off with legendary Texas Ranger Captain Bill McDonald, who convinced him to improve his behavior and attitude. While I was researching that episode, I came across another story of a legendary Old West gunfighter getting mixed up in a boxing match. The connection to the Texas story of Episode 8 is that the story I'm going to tell you today occurred in connection with Bob Sip- Fitzsimmons' next fight, which was held in San Francisco, California on December 2nd, 1896. Now first, let's go back to October 26, 1881. On that day, which was a cold one in Tombstone, Arizona, Wyatt Earp and his brothers Virgil and Morgan, along with their friend Doc Holliday, faced off against the Clanton brothers, the McClory brothers, and Billy Claiborne at the O.K. Corral. At the end of that famous gunfight, Wyatt Earp was a legend. Now fast forward to 1896 and we find Wyatt Earp settled in San Francisco, California. Earlier that year, the San Francisco Examiner published a three-part story about his life. Now that series was said to be a very significant exaggeration of Earp's life. It turns out that the Hearst Corporation, who owned the San Francisco Examiner, had just hired Earp as its head of security. So they were sending a message not to mess with this famous lawman who, at least according to that newspaper, had imposed law and order on the Old West basically all by himself. Well, a huge crowd had assembled in San Francisco to watch Bob Fitzsimmons take on Tom Sharkey and defend his heavyweight championship. The promoters had one big problem, though. They couldn't find a referee. Every name they put forward was rejected by the Fitzsimmons camp because the Fitzsimmons camp was afraid that the fix was in on the fight. The desperate promoters decided to ask Wyatt Earp himself to referee the fight. After all, who could argue with the referee who was the greatest lawman in history? Earp turned him down, but he did tell the promoters that he'd do it if they couldn't get anyone else. Now this was the day of the actual fight, so as you might expect, they couldn't get anyone else. So Earp agreed to referee the fight. Earp entered the arena to massive applause from the crowd. Then he entered the ring. They figured out he was going to be the ref, and they weren't nearly as excited. When Herb took his coat off, he revealed a Colt pistol that he had in his waistband. A police captain seated ringside, stepped forward to take the gun away from him in front of the whole crowd, and the fight proceeded. Now, in the third round, Fitzsimmons hit Sharky with a low blow, but Sharkey shook it off and said he could continue. Later in that round, Fitzsimmons hit Sharky with a big left hook. And as he started to throw a right to Sharkey's body, Sharkey stepped forward instead of backwards, and Fitzsimmons hit him right in the groin. Sharkey collapsed. The important fact about this low blow, though, was that the crowd couldn't see it. So Wyatt Earp immediately stopped the fight, disqualified Fitzsimmons, and gave the fight to Sharkey, and the crowd went nuts. Someone actually obtained later a temporary injunction against Sharkey collecting the purse. Earp was also fined $50 for carrying his gun. The other newspaper in San Francisco, not the Hearst paper, but the San Francisco Chronicle, kept running story after story, just mm-hmm. vilifying Erp for his awarding the fight to Sharkey. The paper dubbed him the Tombstone Terror. Before the fight, Erp was one of the most revered and famous men in America. Afterwards, he was just thought to be a crooked gambler or worse. It actually ran the famous Wyatt Earp out of San Francisco, and he headed to Alaska to look for gold. For the rest of Earp's life, he fought against that stain on his reputation that that fateful fight had caused. There was even a term at the time for a crooked referee. It was called pulling an Earp. Now, the postscript to the story is that Fitzsimmons went on to defeat the famous James Corbett in 1897 and if you go back to episode 8 of Wise About Texas, you'll learn about the Corbett Fitzsimmons rivalry. In that Fitzsimmons Corbett fight in 1897, it's said that Wyatt Earp was there at that fight, but he darn sure didn't referee. Well, that wraps up this bonus episode of Wise About Texas. I want to thank everyone again for the tremendous feedback that we're getting on this podcast. I hope you'll go to Facebook to the Wise About Texas Facebook page please like the page and share it with your friends. Also, if you get a minute, leave a review on iTunes. That helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter at WiseAboutTexas. So until next time, God bless Texas, and we'll see you down the road.